You're listening to the Theology Mom podcast. And now, here's Theology Mom, Krista Bontrager. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everybody. How are you? Welcome to All the Things. It is... I'm not sure what day it is because we are in quarantine mode, but it is a day and they told me I should get ready for the show. So I'm going to assume it's Saturday. Happy Saturday night. Happy Saturday. Welcome to All The Things. This is the show where we talk about all things related to God, life, and the Bible from a historically Christian perspective. I am yes. Monique Dusan. And I am Krista Bontrager, also known as Theology Mom. I am also known as Monique Dusan, in case you were wondering. <laughs> and that. helping us on the show tonight is... The official button pusher of all the things, Bob Bontrager. Oh, 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 there he is. (laughs) Your camera's up tonight. Yay. Yeah, Yeah, his natural environment there in the background and laser tag gun. I see that. Very good. Yes. Uh, We want to invite you to share the show. Help us out. Share the show with some friends. Click on that share button and, uh, you know, you can share it on your your social media feeds uh like the show share the show check us out on apple Podcasts. comment um, comment tell people why you like us yes yeah be sure to that's the best way to help support the show is to share the show tell a friend you can share it on your on your feed and then you can also if you're on facebook just you know just dm like five people uh with the show Mm. that would be like a great way if you don't want to put on your feed just five people that you think will like the show and enjoy what our content, you know, just help us spread the word. Maybe you don't want to be publicly acknowledged as <laughs> having liked the show, but you know someone who will hit them in the DM. That's right. <laughs> so and I want to we want to invite you to come join the conversation over on YouTube uh, at Theology Mom. Some of our friends are checking in already. Our friend Jeremy is there. Uh, Susanna is there. Nikki is checking in. Yes, she is. Looking and forward I'm, to. I'm not going to put Nikki's information out there, but I did send you a message back. I'm going yes. I will say that. Yes. Sorry it took so long, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting ready for Easter. I got my Easter shirt today. It says spoiler spoiler alert. Yes. The tomb was empty. Luke yes. 24:24. So look at you. Up. Easter is coming up. Yes, and in preparation for Easter, what are we doing? We have a big show. We do. I'm so excited. Next week, be sure to tune in to the big show. Yes. Because we are having Jay Warner Wallace, the cold case detective, on our humble little yes. show. Yes. Look what the Lord is doing. Look what the <laughs> Lord has done, giving us favor with Jay Warner Wallace. So we're yes. going to talk in particular, uh, he's a former LAPD cold case detective so he's appeared on many episodes of dateline Mm -hmm. uh, he's retired now but when he was active on lapd he would work on cold cases which were cases that they just had never solved they were never solved they'd run out of leads he would kind of resurrect the case open the box and start sifting through all of the evidence well he started going into apologetics and using that kind of mindset that he developed as a cold case detective looking at the evidence for Jesus as a sort of cold case wow and using those principles that he used as a detective to look at things like the resurrection so we're going to get him on the show and we're going to talk about a topic i've always wanted to talk about 
which is the resurrection appearances of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And how do we resolve these tensions of eyewitness accounts and the eyewitnesses, aren't they kind of unreliable? And why are there so many contradictions? Why did this one say this and that one say that? Did it happen on this day or that day? Yeah, was there one angel or two? Uh Were they inside the tomb or outside the Mm -hmm. tomb? And who did Jesus appear to first? First, yes. So we're going to get into the nitty gritty of all of that next week for our Easter episode. I'm super excited about it. Yes, because then the following week is Easter. Yeah. Yeah. So we're coming up. We might all still be a quarantine for Easter. Have you seen the meme that says like, my biggest decision uh, is like where I have to sit on Easter, (laughs) bedroom, (laughs) living room, den. I was like, womp, womp. (laughs) Maybe we'll still be on quarantine. Maybe not. Yeah. Hi, Allison. Hi, Laura. Hi, Maria. Oh, good. All our friends are yes. checking in. Jeremy's here. Yes. Now, hopefully, uh, I saw on social media earlier, Laura Hartley was being roped into game playing at her house. And she and I are the twin sisters of, uh, I don't play games, really. So, I don't know how that's working I thought your out favorite for. game was Phase 10. No. <laughs> oh, God. It is not. It, that might be the seventh level of hell. I love Phase 10. <laughs> Hi, Cynthia. Love Phase 10. Oh, good. Our friend Cynthia is joining us. So if you missed last week's show, it was a cavalcade of questions where people asked us. That's a good word. Go ahead. All the questions that they, they, uh, it was just an hour and a half of silliness. So if you want to have some levity in the quarantine, go check out last week's show. (laughs) Ask us anything. Yeah. AMA. And they really did. Oops, that's okay. That was a fun show, too. That was two weeks ago. (laughs) That's all good. It's okay. All right. All right. So we're still um, living in the pandemic. Oh, there it is. Thank you, sir. That was last week. So we're still living in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We're still quarantined. Mm -hmm. We're all still friends here at the house. Yes. We're all going to weigh 300 pounds by the end of this. I don't know. We might need to have a little uh, social distancing with the refrigerator. Yes, (laughs) because... I enjoy cooking. Abby enjoys cooking. Yes. And all of us enjoy eating. <laughs> and so we like a couple days ago, I made shepherd's pie. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. That um, was off the hook. We made cookies today. Yeah. We're making banana bread tomorrow. Um, yeah. Burgers and, you know, quarantine life. I never thought I would have to cook so much. I'm like, because I do a lot of the cooking. Like it's. But be, I enjoy it. We so would it's be not, starving. It's not a problem. But I mean, normally I work and then, you know, cook dinner three, four times a week out of seven days. Now it's like seven for seven, folks. I'm like, can we invent a new animal? Because I'm really tired of the ones that we're eating right now. <laughs> it's not Africa. There's no, no ostrich nearby. I wish. I wish I could get some ostrich or kudu or something like that. Mm. Nope, no bats. <laughs> no bats. No, I don't want any bat wing. Um, oh no. Mm, but even like some good lamb, sheep, like some, some something else. <laughs> Chicken we, foot. We can get into all of Monique's uh, <laughs> desire for exotic meats. That's a whole conversation. I, if you ever want to know anything about me. Just one thing, know that I love meat. I love, love, love meat. The more exotic, the better. Alligator, warthog, I enjoy meat. (laughs) 
and I will leave it at that. Okay. Let's go to the chat room. <laughs> I've never had lamb. Oh, Nikki, you're missing it, girl. That's her lamb favorite. is so good. It it she really tries is. to sneak it in on us. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what we're going through here because I saw a tweet a couple weeks ago when this thing was just getting started um, from a gal. And I wish I could find the tweet back. I tried today, but I just couldn't find it back um, where she said something to the effect of, she says, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood trauma therapist. Mm-hmm. And I just want to remind you that what we're going through is kind of a large, I forget her exact words, so my apologies for that, but sort of a large scale trauma. Is mm-hmm. what we're all going through. I hadn't really thought about it from that point of view. Now, I know that you have some experience in working with with children who have undergone traumatic events from your work in your mission work in South Africa. Yeah. So in South Africa, I worked in an area called the Cape Flats and that area um, experiences large scale um, violence, drugs, Violent, like gang violence, domestic violence, um, death. There's just a lot happening in that area. A lot of poverty, um, like grotesque poverty. It is not just, you know, making it from paycheck to paycheck. It's like, I'm, I got paid and, you know, tomorrow it's done. Um, a lot of unemployment. The, the kids are a lot, um, many kids are born drug addicted, Um, Many many of the children have seen people get killed, Seen people be killed, um, have experienced violence directly against themselves, sexual abuse, physical violence. Just the area is riddled with violence. And so um, I did work in that community with um, children who were impacted by trauma and then teachers who were one impacted secondarily. So like secondary trauma and then teaching them how to work with kids who are impacted by trauma. So I'm wondering um, if you have any thoughts given that kind of cultural context of living in a, a culture that has a lot of violence and you know, your experience with dealing with trauma, like what are some of your thoughts about what we're going through now? Like it is, Large scale trauma is that is that even a thing? I mean, how I does think, that how I does think that it work? is a thing. There's not a lot of research and work done around it. Um, there was a girl who was doing some pretty amazing work. Her last name was Benjamin, and I cannot remember her first name for anything. But she was in South Africa, um, like a Rhodes Scholar, doing work on and research on community violence. I think that's what we would call large scale violence okay. or lar- large scale trauma. We would call it community trauma as opposed to looking at nationwide trauma but what we're seeing more often now are things and i will say more often um things that impact an impact a nation so you'll see like 9-11 it impacted our nation um the attacks that happened in france it impacts a nation so we've gone from trauma being personal to me to community trauma there was a mass shooting or um you know, something that impacts this specific community to now this is happening on a nationwide level. Like what, large earthquakes. Large like earthquakes. Haiti had that big earthquake a few years ago or. 
Now, Haiti is unique in the fact that it's an island in its own its own country. But like when you look at the San Francisco earthquake or the Northridge earthquake, those would that would be in, impacting communities. Okay. And so others can get more of a, a glimpse into the trauma. But now when we look at America, who, who's getting the glimpse in? <laughs> it's impacting everyone. And this is also impacting the entire world. So there really is no one to sit outside and say, oh, you know, heck, can you try this? Can we try that? We're all experiencing this together. Yeah. I'm wondering even if we might think about like my grandparents' generation and living through the Depression and the Second World War, that that was a type of large scale trauma that they lived through. And, you know, some people, um, you know, they... Of, of that generation, they would hoard things. Mm-hmm. They would hoard food or my grandparents were never that way. But I know that, that many people in their generation were that way where you, you talk to your grandparents and they, they have food hidden different places. They have money hidden mm-hmm. different places. Under the mattress or yeah, in a little sock. Because Be- they, they lived through that trauma. We don't think about it that way, but that's really a description in modern terms of what they went through. Yes, it was. There was a traumatic event that has now caused these behaviors or this the way that their body and their their emotions define the event was so that it was traumatic, that there were certain things that needed to be done to help protect um, what happened, protect themselves from what happened, protect someone else from what happened. Um, So when we think about what we're in right now, Mm -hmm. do you think that what we're in right now is a form of a traumatic event? The, 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 the sudden change in all of our rhythms and many of us are on quarantine. The people who are deemed essential workers are working long hours and there's a lot of stress and pressure on them. That's different. And we've lost a lot of our normal rhythms, we can't go to church, we can't go to work, we going to the grocery store is a big effort. Is this a form of trauma that we're experiencing? Well, I think to be clear, events themselves are like they, they are not traumatic. It is the event. It is what we ourselves make the event to mean. It is my subjective oh. um reasoning so to speak that will that will call an event traumatic so the way i like to think about it is spankings let's say that that i have been spanked with a belt does that make the belt traumatic wouldn't the event be traumatic let's say i've developed a fear for belts that's Mm. the part i missed so i used to be spanked with belts i now have a fear of belts i won't wear belts okay is the belt itself bad evil no no it's what i've defined it to be okay. it's the way that the event occurred for me you can take spankings as an event itself you have some people and there's been a ton of research and i, I don't really want to get into spankings but you can take yeah don't derail the no, show no 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 no, no no because there's a ton of research about spankings but you have you can have a child who has been spanked and that the entire event has created um, a traumatic impression okay, and a traumatic event. But you can have another child who was spanked and it didn't. 
Okay. So it's this, it's subjective to the person. So it's somewhat how we relate to it mm-hmm. and how it impacts us personally. Yes. Okay. Now. So we're already getting some sorry. comments. So this is great. I, so hopefully people will weigh in on the discussion. Nikki says, I feel like there's this weird thing happening where people are laughing to keep from crying with this situation. Mm-hmm. But I think that's because we aren't sure how to respond. Yeah. Any thoughts about that? Yes. No one knows how to respond. Everyone is in fear and a bit of panic and an uncertainty. And that is what when something that we would deem traumatic, when an event happens and the impression gets made on our brain and then our bodies begin to process it. This is what's happening now is a bit of this processing. Now we can't look at the actual event and what does this mean until we're through it. But our body is still trying to make some kind of sense of what the heck is happening. Massive people, you know, there's mass amounts of people dying. And so we're trying to cope in different ways. So, yes, some people will laugh and make jokes about it. Some people will enter into fear and don't want to go leave out of their house. Some people will get into anger. Some will blame. It's the government's fault. It is the fault of the Chinese. The Chinese. Yeah. It is the young people's fault because they think that they are um, invincible. They're going on spring break and mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, there's always someone to blame. Okay. Um, but these are some of the symptoms okay. of, of trauma and traumatic events. Nikki says uh, people respond immediately with a direct emotion with a shooting or 9-11 or something like that. This seems different. So it it because it it does feel like for many of us the the event is changing from day to day. It's not like there's just one catalytic event like nine eleven, watching the planes go and drive into the building and watching the building collapse. That was kind of one critical event that makes an impression on us. This is like it. For there was a period of days there where things were changing day by day, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we're all quarantined and, yes. and now where are we, but it's still fluid. It's we're watching the president every day. We're trying to figure out how long is this going to last? And so does that it's, make a difference? It It's kind of like an earthquake and having aftershocks. Oh, okay. And so just when you think that, Oh, you know, I'm so glad that we made it through this, you know, then you have an aftershock and it kind of rumbles through it. Hmm. And you're you're jarred and you're shaken again. We are not going to see the end of the emotional component of this for quite a while. I I also don't think that we'll understand the true depth of the emotional component of this for quite a while. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Um, Our friend Jeremy says, "I'm, I'm glad I have a job to go to next week. I'd be going crazy if I didn't have work to do. I'm glad you have a job, Jeremy. That's, that's awesome. I'm glad that that's still being a provision for you. And, um, part of the theology of the Christian worldview is that work is part of the created order. Mm -hmm. It's part of what we do as human persons. It's one of the most fundamental part of being human. I think that's why there's a kind of a building sentiment of, I want to get back to work, Mm -hmm. you know, and, so there's that tension that's happening right now of safety in the quarantine versus I want to get back to work. 
the livelihood of my family. They're depending on me. Well, I think that is just another side of the same coin. Okay. So I want to be safe from the quarantine. I don't want to get sick. I don't want my family to get sick. And other people are saying, I want to be safe. I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to, you know, become homeless. I don't want to not have food to put on the table for my kids. It's all safety. It's the same side. It's different sides of the same coin. It's like, what are you trying to to be safe from? But these are our base needs, you know, like safety. It's a base need. Yeah. And we, you and I went shopping yesterday. We spent a good chunk of the day just trying to go get food. From seven to about 3.30. Yeah. For for our family Mm -hmm. and for my mother who isn't leaving the house and so we had to get grandma's list. We did the shopping for grandma. Um, but the whole night before, neither of us slept very well. And we got up really early in the morning to go get in the line at Costco because we had to wait three hours in line mm-hmm. so that we would make sure to get the things that we needed before they ran out. And both of us were kind of zombie-like driving to Costco at 6.45 or 7, whatever that was. And, and I just realized, like, Wow, I didn't sleep well because I have so much anxiety about leaving the house Mm -hmm. and my body was aching. And I I remember telling you that, like, I just feel like everything's in my muscles, Mm -hmm. like all of the stress. I don't even know how to explain it. And you were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense to me. But it was is that a form of of the experience of the trauma? Different forms and it will look different for each person. So it for some people it will look like a stomach ache or insomnia or a headache that you can't get rid of. For some people it may look like um you know it's in my muscle like I'm constantly tense. And that's why your muscles begin to ache because you're con- you're holding yourself in a way that is tense because you're really not sure if I should move because I don't know what's going to happen next. Wow. We have a, a graphic that we to, uh, that we found just to try to help explain a little bit more about the nature of trauma. So maybe you can walk us through this. So ACEs, what does that stand so for? So ACEs stands for Adverse Childhood Ex- um, Experiences. And back in the early to mid 90s, there were um, a couple of doctors. I want to say they were from Kaiser. Um, and they studied the adverse experiences that children experience that tend to lead to traumatic episodes or to like childhood PTSD and things like that. Um, That is what I did a lot of work with in South Africa. Now, when I look at community trauma or. um, So they have another ACE, ACEs. mm -hmm, No, that's the environment. Adverse community environments Mm -hmm. is another acronym. So adverse community environment would be. The poverty, discrimination, um, violence, but there's also things like um, that will that will cross both of these. Mm. So war, okay, natural disasters, um, and I think we could death, maybe like put these, pandemics on yes. there. <laughs> that would be one. These yeah. those cross both lines, and so okay. what? Um, a lady named what's her name? Nadine Burke Harris. She is, I want to say she's the Surgeon General now, maybe. Um, but she actually studied ACEs in children, mm. um, these adverse childhood experiences, and then studied that across as they grew and as children grew and um, connected it to different ex- like physical experiences, mm. disease, ailment, 
in older adults. So what they're seeing is that children who experience these adverse childhood experiences have a, a, a higher likelihood of experiencing things like cancer or dementia or, you know, like these other ailments later in life. So that's what an ACEs is a adverse childhood experience. They're now taking that that concept and bringing it into the community level, but looking at it um, on the level of poverty, gangs, violence, drugs, those kind of things. And again, this work is new. So at the community level, at the community level, trauma um, historically has been investigated or um, researched on a one-on-one. Like how does this impact the individual? There hasn't been a lot of work done on how does this impact the community and, or how does this um, impact a nation? And now we, someone should be looking into how will this impact our globe? What will we see in different countries that are starkly different, but what will we see that is the same because it's impacting a human person, not this, you know, random being who is completely different continent to continent. So I think I've heard you say before that there's actually an ACEs score that people can Mm -hmm. have. And if they have like multiple traumas, it can give them a higher score. Yes. And, And, And so then that kind of makes me think about, I don't know what the right word is levels of trauma or amount of trauma that there's something. Yeah. There. You could say that there's a high amount. There's or, um, in my, in my studies, different there, types of there trauma. hasn't been um, like a level like, Oh, I'm level 10 in trauma yeah. and okay. she's level three, but she, you know, they have higher amounts of trauma. Okay. Um, death of a parent, jail or incarceration of a parent, um, or n- not just of a parent, but of a significant loved one, like someone in their home, uh, war, becoming a refugee. Um, there's quite a few on this list. Uh, medical trauma is another one. That's so, what I can relate to. I've had a few medical traumas in my mm-hmm. life and, and experienced that still to this, to this day, the impacts of yeah. that. Yeah. But then looking at different types of trauma, there are, some would say, Five, I learned three, um, acute, chronic, and complex trauma. And so acute trauma is the single event. Complex trauma would be, make sure I get it right now, got to go back and remember, um, multiple events. Okay. But then, or like multiple interpersonal events. So repeated domestic violence. Or prolonged events where it happened over and over again as a pattern. Yes. Okay. Now- Complex trauma would be multiple but varied. Okay. So I was raped. I was um, the victim of domestic a, violence. Of domestic violence. I was the victim of a burglary. And at I grew up in poverty. I grew up in poverty. Like so, you have all of these different things that take place over time, and so, so it's, it's this complex. And this, and this, and this, and this, and that can lead to complex trauma. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what we're experiencing here in this event right now with the coronavirus quarantine is, would that be an acute trauma? But then it could potentially be more if we have the impact of a loved one who dies as a result of the coronavirus, and then maybe it would be more of a of a chronic situation. So. Or- and I will speak in my own opinion. Yeah. Um, but what I when I think of trauma, I like to go back to to the aces. I like to go back to what they list out okay. specifically as 
the types of trauma. Okay. Isolation wouldn't necessarily fall in there. Like quarantine wouldn't necessarily fall in there. But looking at the fear and panic, um, okay. the death, the like the threat of death, the threat of illness, it's the threat of illness, the threat of death. So that would be more of what's traumatic. Okay. It's it's that threatened or that I knew someone who died. Um, so that does that help to yeah, differentiate yeah. a bit? Because one of the things that irritates me is when people are like, oh, my gosh, I was traumatized by cookies or I was traumatized by <laughs> somebody cut me off on the freeway. Yeah. Or I was traumatized by like the Spanish flag, you know, whatever. <laughs> And I'm like, no, actually, but it, there tends to be gray because we also say that trauma is subjective. Okay. But ACEs, I think really gives some concrete definition to while, while we are saying that it's subjective, we also use these, these specific categories. So I'm imagining if we could go back to the graphic here for a minute of on the community level of experience, like that would be a great doctoral dissertation to look at the long-term effects of the quarantine a few years from now mm-hmm. and the community impact that that has yeah. and um, the, the impact of all the fear that we're going through. Mm-hmm. Cause you have to get the thing with trauma is when you're in it, you're just trying to survive yes. day to day. But then when you, you finally kind of start pulling out of it, you can look back and process mm-hmm. it. So it's going to take us a few years to really process yeah. what we're going through right yep. now. But there's definitely some good future work that grad students could do to add to that ACEs definitely. on the community level. Definitely. I'm thinking of, of pandemics and quarantines and, you know, there's some conversations to be had there. Definitely. And I mean, that work can't start now. Yeah. You know, it will definitely take some time to be able to get out of it ourselves. Like whoever's going to do the research on it has to first get out of it themselves and do the work themselves on themselves and then be able to move on. So let's talk about some practical help for our friends that are watching, you know, like what are some common symptoms that they might notice in themselves first? And then we're going to talk about their kids Let's start with ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. what might we notice to just begin to see that, like, oh, this might be happening because my mind or my emotions or my body is is processing this trauma right now. So I think you gave a good example, um, noticing that your body feels tense. Like, I'm, I'm always tense. Like, what's yeah, going I'm on? I'm not sleeping yeah, well. I've, uh, I have quite a few friends on Facebook who have posted, like, man... Where is my sleep going? You would think that in a quarantine, I would have no, no, nothing else to do but to sleep. But I'm only sleeping three to four hours a night. Insomnia increases. Um, dysregulated sleep. Okay. Um, you might notice that you're more on edge. It's like, what? It, what do you want? You know? Vigilance. Could that be part of that? Hypervigilant. Yes. I don't want to so go out of the house. I don't want to go out of the house. Why are you going out of the house? Okay. Stay inside. Okay. Um, so fear about those things. Yeah. Okay. It, it rises. Um, what's another one that I'm thinking of or that I, oh, like stomach. Maybe, maybe your stomach is kind of in knots all the time yeah. or digestion problems. Yeah. Um, irregularity in some things. Um, paranoia, par- paranoia, headaches. Um, 
Another one we talked about your heart racing, you know, like you're just sitting there. I'm just minding my own business. And here, here it comes. You know, maybe you're having like a mild mild panic attack. You're beginning to notice those things. I noticed the other day that my body was shaking and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this, this is what's wrong. There's, there's something kind of jittery under the surface. I've noticed that too, a couple of times for me, especially in the evenings. What about increased problems with addictions or maybe some people are like coping mechanisms borderline addictions that or maybe addictions start ramping up Mm -hmm. you know like alcohol consumption um you know maybe prescription pill pills alcohol porn things that we would normally say were either an addiction or a coping mechanism start escalating yes the the idea that we are alone you know, yeah. what am I going to do now that I'm alone? What did I, what did, what did the person going to AA, like, what are they supposed to do when, you know, mm-hmm. normally I would run to a meeting now I'm by myself. Um, and yes, there, there is a lot of help in like zoom meetings and calls and calling sponsors and things like that. But sometimes it's the physical, I can touch you that, you know, or I can give you a hug or I can sit next to someone that really helps. So our friend Cynthia says today she went out of the house for the first time since the 19th. Wow. Cynthia. Wow. Uh, the ninth. Oh, we're not. Yes. The 19th. I, I don't even know what day it is. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out the date. I'm like 28th. Yeah. yeah. So Cynthia, I'm wondering, have you been walking? One thing that Monique and I have been doing is walking a lot, trying to do one or two short walks a day. Uh, to get out of the house, get some sunshine, get some vitamin D. Mm-hmm. The weather has been fantastic for the most part. We had a little bouts of rain, but there's been a lot of days where it's been nice here. Today so, was great. Yeah. So um, let's see. My TMJ has been bad. Ooh, um, Susanna. Susanna says that. Yes. Yeah. And grit your teeth at night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nikki says, but I also feel this really strong pull to help others see the amazing things that God is doing and the difficult things that are happening around us. That takes away a lot of the stress and anxiety. Yes. Being able to focus on the good. That's a good coping coping technique. Very good. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about some other ways to help reduce our anxiety, you know, because anxiety, I always think of it as like an extreme fear of the future. Where, where things feel a little out of our control. We're not really sure what's going to happen. We might even experience extreme anxiety, might lead to a panic attack, mm-hmm. you know? So um, what are some practical things that we might think about doing some, you know, as my old therapist would say, some coping techniques <laughs> to uh, help us navigate the, this, this season. One of the things I would say is ground yourself into the present. Like what's around you, what's happening today. Let's not focus so far in the future that we are now taken captive by it. Um, going for walks. When you go for your walk, what are things that you can see and and smell? Like looking at the beauty that's around us. Um Getting off of, sorry, getting off of social media, like shut down the media for a day, shut down your Facebook, your news, all all of that, because that's just reinforcing this crazy narrative that everything is so crazy. And while it is 
out of control and it is a bit crazy right now. There's also an agenda that the media has too. And so we want to also be aware of that and, and shut down some of that from time to time. Um, Another thing that I thought about that I put on our list was um, trying to, and this kind of relates to the walking is trying to find some healthy habits Mm -hmm. to do, you know, um, trying to eat as you know, well as you can, because like you have more control of your options right now. You have more control of your environment at home. Hopefully, you know, like for me, I'm trying to really be diligent, more diligent, you know, about my eating, try to focus on healthy options, but also find enjoyable activities that you like, like you and Abby baking the cookies today. Like that was a really good, I think, diversion. Uh, I saw our friend Cynthia bake some bread yesterday (laughs) she or uh was it cynthia or was it my friend christina is one of them they baked some bread one of them was baking something else i mean like do some things that you enjoy um uh i messaged my friend earlier this week and i she she was gonna she's a musician and so i asked her if she would film herself playing a hymn for me Mm. and so she she did that she and her husband sat down at the piano and she made a video for me of of them singing an old hymn for me. And and that was just really nice. Like find some things that you enjoy. Also, but also connection. Yeah. You know, um, it's hard to, I feel like get out of our normal rhythms. Yeah. But part of what we are created to do is have relationship and to have connection. And so FaceTime with someone, um, don't just rely on finding finding out what's happening with someone by looking at their newsfeed. One of the things that I was thinking about today was, you know what? We need to start pen pals up again. Like, <laughs> and it sounds corny and you don't have to go to the post office for this, but um, like send an email, start an email with someone or with different people so that you can read and do things that are a little bit old fashioned yeah. or different but that still give you that connection and that expectation. Oh, did they respond? Yeah. You know, so we're we're looking forward to good things as opposed to looking forward to what are they going to tell me now? How many yeah. people have, be you sick? know, died in Italy today? Yeah. What, what, you know, I'm awaiting this or I'm awaiting that. Like there's never anything good. Okay, let's look, look at some of our comments. Our friend Jeremy says, yes, there are legitimate situations where people are losing jobs, hours, they're concerned about health, et cetera. But for some, this just means being home with family. And for some, being home with family is is rough. I mean, can we have that conversation mm-hmm. that for some people, we love being together as a family. And so there is a huge blessing for us in that. But for some people, being in your house all the time with your family could be a source of violence, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, that could be a source of stress in and of itself mm-hmm. that, that I'm trapped at home with these people. Yes. Um, and we need to be praying for for those people. And, and, and remembering protection. that while, you know, being home may be great for you. It really may suck for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Cynthia says, I've gone as far as my backyard, but not farther. Wow. I've had the news going pretty much 18 hours a day. Not good, huh? <laughs> you, know, you might want to. Cut down on that a bit if you're, especially if you're noticing you're feeling stress. Nikki says, exercise. Also, I read about the last time this happened, Spanish flu a hundred years ago. A lot of people were lost, but the world did continue. 
the economy did not end. Yeah, it's a good word. It is a good word. And, you know, I was thinking about that today and also thought about the fact that none of us were here. Yeah. I, and, and then I had a really <laughs> like a funny thought and I was like, except for these two people who were probably around, but then I won't <laughs> mention those two people because that'd be really mean. Um, but you know, the experience is different yeah. and it is, it is true that the world didn't end and our worlds won't end. Um, we will continue and we will persevere through it, but how this impacts us may be different than how it impacted people a hundred years ago. Yeah. And that's fair. Because we aren't those people. We have a huge resiliency about ourselves. I think we've proven that in the things that America has gone through, um, especially but every in generation recent has to years. do their own. But every generation is going to be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeremy says, I think one of the problems is that these lockdowns are open ended. There is no concrete deadline or hope for when this is going to end. And I, I think that's part of the trauma if you will that the waiting of all the uncertainty and it breeds in or, or contributes to sure, the okay. fear and contributes to the uncertainty and the questions and panic because how long how long there's it's kind of like this ra- um, rattling under the surface because we don't know yeah we don't know when the next aftershock is going to strike cynthia says yes yeah, she was the one who did bake the bread see i thought so yes um Susanna sounds like she was getting creative today. She had coffee outside with two of her neighbors. We actually saw some neighbors uh, yesterday when we were on Mm -hmm. our marathon long shopping trips. Uh, They were sitting outside in lawn chairs outside six feet apart, six feet apart. They were precious. And they had a card table full of pizzas in the middle and they Mm -hmm. were getting their pizzas and talking. And I thought, well, good for them. They're outside enjoying some sun and, so having some, some conversation. So that's good. Um, yes, that's the craziness. Yeah, I agree. It is. Nikki. There's so much craziness. I'm so like, now, that's one piece of the crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy. There's a lot of crazy. So let's talk about our kids. Like you've worked a lot with kids. You have such a heart for kids. You notice things that other people just often don't even notice. And it's one of the things I love about you, how, can moms and dads tell if their kid is is experiencing anxiety or something that they can kind of tune into? Help us help us have some sight to tune into what our kids are going through. Little kids, I think like tantrums um, or bigger kids, super clingy. Um, maybe they don't want to sleep by themselves. You know, they've been sleeping in their own room for the last two years. Now, all of a sudden, what you want? You want to sleep with me? (laughs) You know, I just got done with your foot in my side. Um, They don't want to sleep by themselves. They they, they have this diversion of of going to sleep. Um, They experience their own, you know, body pains. Now everything's an owie. I need a Band-Aid. Everything is an owie. Um, and it's not just that phase. Because some kids go through a season where it's like, I need a Band-Aid. I need a Band-Aid. I, ha- I hurt myself. But there, there's this legitimate no. I, I, Everything is always, can you take care of me? Take care of this. Stomach um, aches. Stomach aches. They have their own headaches. Um, disrupted sleep or interrupted sleep. So they, they go to bed, but now they're up. But they normally sleep eight or nine hours a night. Um, older kids don't. Uh, usually, I won't say 100%, usually um, don't want to talk about it. 
teenagers. They'll, can we please stop talking about Corona? (laughs) You know, it's like, I wish we didn't have to talk about this anymore. That they don't usually tend to talk about the things that they fear. Some do. Mm. I'm not going to make a blanket blanket statement about all teens, but a lot of them will be like, I know I don't want to talk about this. Mm. And they will shut it down because Mm. they don't tend to have a, a pull to talk about the things that cause fear for them. Mm. Um, so if we notice yeah. that, um, maybe like a couple others you had on your list here was nail biting. Yeah. Nail biting, um, a shift in moods, um, hair pulling. So girls, boys do it too, but girls will usually like grab, um, their hair. And I can never remember what it's called. It's like trico. Trick. Trichotillomania. Oh, trichotil- yes, trichotillomania. Okay. We <laughs> but, wrote it in the notes. So yeah, because I was like, I, I never remember. Um, but they'll like to start to pull their hair. Some kids pull their eyelashes out. Out. Um, but it's just, you know, just one or I just, you know, just one. Or, you know, I'll play in, in my hair and pull it. And before you know, they might have like a big little bald patch right here. You know, it's thinning out. Um, so it's be because, watching for, yeah. for that. Now, what can we do to help provide some, uh, and again, I'm quoting my therapist here, some interventions to help, you know, help the kids co- learn how to cope with them, their emotions and what they're going through. Maybe they don't want to talk about it or maybe they're young and they don't have the words to talk about it. Like what, what kind of interventions could we provide? How could we support them? I, the first thing that comes to my mind are are like tactile things. Um, I did a lot of um, like stress clay or I'm creating like a stress ball. So I could, would put um, like the beans that you get in the plastic bag, put them in a sock and you can, an old sock, you know, get a marker and draw eyes and, you know, a face on it. And that can be their sock puppet. But at the same time, it gives them something to squish when they themselves are feeling anxious. So you notice maybe that they're pulling out their hair or that they have started to suck their thumb, you know, giving them something else to replace that with um, can be helpful and can also help them because they can hit it against the floor if they want. They can drop it. They can do a lot of things with it. Um, Understanding your own feelings is super helpful for a kid Hmm. because when you understand your feelings, it helps to create a more safe and calm space for them. But kids seem to be such a so intuitive, like when the parent feels anxiety, they adopt that anxiety. Yes, that's what I'm saying. so So how do we not transfer our anxiety onto our kids? You yourself have to be calm. So it's not that I need to, I need to calm down. No, I actually need to presence calmness. I have to work within myself at being calm, at trusting the Lord with all my heart and leaning not on my own understanding um, in, in really working to meditate or in meditate. I'm not talking about meditate in like the new age way, but presencing my mind on the Lord or figuring out for me what it is that brings my own level of, of calmness so that I can mirror that to my child. So I have to do the work on my own emotions and understand my own emotions. Is it ever helpful to just kind of say your emotions neutrally for your kids? Like, Hey, I'm noticing that I'm feeling nervous. 
but I'm trusting the Lord in, in this. Or, That's gonna, that was something else I was going to say, too, is giving voice and giving words to the to the child, to children who may not have an understanding yet of what that is. So thinking of a good example, um, you know, I this feels really scary for me. How does it feel for you? Mm. Or. Oh, when when the news guy just said this, you looked very sad. Did this make you sad? Oh, okay. Asking the question, be, begin to to engage them in conversations so that they can put words to their own feelings. If we think that there's a lot happening inside of us and we're grown, there's a lot happening inside of them without the all of the tools and equipment to be able to process the emotions that they're having. Get outside and get some exercise. Try take them for a walk. Take them for a walk. Bilateral movement is really good. One of the things I used to do with my kids is tap. So we would, I had a, a class of 40 kids um, and their teacher's like, I don't know what to do when they're exploding. Let's just get everybody quiet and just tap. So something about something, the bilateral. There's something about the bilateral. It helps calm the brain down. It helps them the the to just de-escalate things a bit. So walking, tapping, those are some things. There's that, music that you can find on YouTube. You can like Google bilateral music and play it in your your headphones, and it goes one and one. Now, um, not all th- of these things may not work for everyone. No, you have to experiment it, with what mm-hmm. seems to help. Your kid, like when you first came, one of the things I did, I didn't know what I was doing, but when you came uh, and you were sort of processing through your trauma on the mission field, I took you for walks. Like we walked every- everywhere. I, I literally walked around the world. I was like, I don't know if we can walk anywhere else. We're going on a walk else. again. Yes, I lost so much weight during that time. <laughs> we walked everywhere. Um, another thing is. But that worked for you. So yeah. You, so you have to experiment a bit. You know, these are just ideas, of, but figure out what what keys in with your tapping kid. doesn't work for me. OK, so, I mean, that's one of the things that I, I feel like at some point I think it, it was helpful, but it really doesn't help anymore. But with kids in the context that I was in, it helped to bring everybody together and help to ground you know, like, okay. hey, this is the space that we're in and this is where we need to to get to, especially to help with learning. Um, another thing I was going to say, and I have a thing, a ton of things on this list, sentence sentence stems to help express. So you can make a game out of it. And, you know, we roll the dice and you draw from the yellow papers or the red papers or the blue papers, but sentence stems to start expressing their emotions. Today, I am thankful for yesterday. I was really sad about, or today I am really sad about not yesterday. If they sorry. Google uh, sentence stems, would they find some ideas mm-hmm. and some inspiration? emotional sentence, sentence stems for kids, something okay. like that. All right. Um, take things slow. I feel like, we the world shut down and we were on quarantine on Friday and then on Monday everybody was expected to be a homeschool mom. What the good heck? <laughs> like no, 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 no. So now I got little Johnny and Timmy and Susie all over here running amok in the kitchen and I'm trying to figure out how do I work from home? What Zoom? How do we do Common Core math? We have all these things. No, every, can we all just take a seat 
sit down <laughs> and let's just understand that this is some craziness. And this is a lot of this is a lot all of at stuff once. all at once. OK, to me, if, if Monique ruled the world, we wouldn't have started school for probably a week out, two weeks. Like, let's just sit down and understand that this sucks. Number one. And number two, a lot of things have changed. Talk to your kids about their friends. What friend do you miss the most? Mm. That's a sentence stem. The friend I miss the most is. Oh, that's good. I miss blank the most because. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm learning here. This is good. Um, so I think we gave yeah. a lot of really good tips here. I wanted to let's go back to the comments and then we'll kind of wrap this discussion up. Um, our friend Amanda is asking, how do we help our kids have perspective without disregarding their fear? It's challenging because of what Jeremy said earlier about the open-ended time frame of the quarantine. Sorry, yeah. I need to read it again. Okay. It's under um, Jeremy yeah. Whaley. It's really Amanda. Ooh. Um, I know I'm like, uh, I, pretty much said it all. <laughs> I think, I think acknowledging their fear there, it, it's completely okay to acknowledge where they are because we want to acknowledge where we are, you know, and at the same time, and I think I, I didn't talk about this on the list, but looking for the good and giving them perspective, grounding them into today. This is what we have today. Mm, here's the good we have this is today. what we have today and we're not going to think about tomorrow we're not going to go there yet in the bible that it says that well today that yes. we have food for today tomorrow we, has its own trouble yeah get into the word with your kids about fear and anxiety and about perspective yeah because tomorrow has its own fear so tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna deal with what what comes tomorrow tomorrow and we're gonna do it as a family and so if that's a single mom and her kid we're gonna do it as a family yeah and if it's a family you know Two parents and three kids. It doesn't matter. We're going to do it as a family. And yes, I understand that this is also very scary because you know what? Sometimes I get very scared too. Yeah. When you first came, one of the things that we would say every day, we had all these little rituals that we would do to help you cope. And that was something that was helpful for you. We would have little sayings we would say every and, day. You know, let's be honest. We still have those sayings and those sayings have come back up because I have experienced trauma. I have um, what I've been diagnosed with complex PTSD. And so a lot of those things come up and I'm actually working from home now. I, um, I work in social service and I'm doing something completely different than anything I've done before in social service because of, um, you know, like my, my history with PTSD and my experience. But um even the the thought of getting sick because I'm asthmatic, you know, it's just created this heightened awareness in yeah. me. The thought of death, it's created this like hyper vigilance in me again. Yeah, and so, so you, now I'm working from home. You've been having some and, symptoms, and so we've been yeah, and well, one we've of had the, to do those things again. Yeah, you know, like oh, today I am. Today I will be. Yeah, and you know, I am loved. I will not. You know, whatever those are. But one of yes. the things that we used to say when you first came was. Whatever happens tomorrow, we will face it together. together. 
because that was a reassurance that you needed, you mm-hmm. know, that you weren't going to be alone. Mm-hmm. And so we would have that ritual every night mm-hmm. as part of what we would do is, you know, whatever tomorrow brings, we will face, face it, it together. together. Another thing that's good too um, is are things that, and th- take the time to build the memories now with your kids. So yes, this was hell and high water, but we got through it. And these are the memories that we will take into our future that, that they will then share with their kids. So what we did when I first got here, um, hold your hand up. We would hold on like this. So I knew that she was holding on to me. Develop a secret handshake with your kids. You know, like something you yeah. walk out into the living room and your kid is there. Handshake time. And y'all just, oh, yeah. create, do something fun. Make it um, as hard as it is. Yeah. Find magical moments that can be extrapolated from then this. that was a way that you could communicate with me. Like, I need you to hold, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. You know, that we had that together. It was yeah. like, hey, I'm going to. I'm going to hold on to you. I'm not going to let go. And that was a ritual that that we developed, you know. Um, So a lot of good comments happening. Nikki said, my son is extra clingy and he's eight. And when he had a tummy ache today, it was a huge issue with tears and dry heaving and everything. It was so obvious that he's anxious watching a movie. He just held my arm. Yes. Um, Yeah, that's it. um, Amanda or Jeremy. I don't know who this it's is. It's Amanda. Um, said Elise started embroidery. That's awesome. Good for um, her. Just starting something new, starting a new hobby, exploring yeah. something. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, what's embroidery? But now I know. <laughs> sorry. It's like needlepoint. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Susanna said, Nikki, I'm glad that he felt safe to reach out to you for comfort. And that's it. Like, this is hard. We have to create the safe space. Yeah. Um, Amanda said, that's helpful, Monique. My sweet senior is watching a lot of things she's been looking forward to for a long time, most likely go away. I wanted to say that if you are in contact with someone who is graduating, I don't care if they're graduating from fifth or sixth grade, middle school to high school, high school to college or college out into the rest of the world, Check in on them. They are watching a lot of stuff. Like they've worked hard for this and have been expecting this. And this is crap. Like, sorry, but it, it's a mess. Now I can't walk. I won't There's be no able to prom. do prom, There's no, grad night. Yeah. Like all of these no things. Senior, like for Abby, she's not a senior this year, but they always have senior chapel and yeah. senior awards and all of these they rituals. Go, they go, don't they go senior, to Hume Lake senior, or something? Yeah, senior trip. Yeah. All that stuff's being canceled. And yes, now that, that's for high school, but I mean, it's, it's important when they're going from... Yeah elementary into middle school too so these are things that are being taken so to speak from them but then check in with your friends who like I have a friend um, her and her fiance are they had to postpone their wedding their wedding's next weekend mm. they had to postpone their wedding you know people who have had spe- specific birth plans now have to change their birth plans you yeah. know like there's a lot that that's being what a change. Yeah. My, my 50th birthday, I had a big plan. There it is. <laughs> Birthdays. <laughs> my best friend was coming. We were going to a concert. It was going to be a big time. And now that's just all evaporated. So, um, all right. Uh, Cynthia's, oh, the, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I will. Uh, Cause it's, it tags onto that. Yeah. Yeah. The other group of people to check in with are those who live alone. Hmm. 
So the elderly, like maybe like your mom, she yeah. she lives by herself. Um, check in with your people who aren't married. You're singles. Yeah. Because that sucks. Like it sucks to not have family and to have the fear and panic and anxiety yeah. and not be able to see anyone who can, you know, I talk to and things like that. So check in, check in yeah. with people. Yeah, for sure. Our friend Cynthia says, I guess I'm just really scared of catching the virus. In the past two years, I, I know Cynthia's been through a lot. She's had Bell's palsy, a number of bad colds, respiratory infections, and shingles. Just recently, she had a bout with shingles. It was just horrible, Cynthia. And I can understand, um, you know, the, the fear there. Um, every time I turn around, I, I'm getting another virus. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, it's rough out there. You kind of touched a few minutes ago on making sure that we're really getting in the word. I think that that admonition or maybe I should ask to start a word encouragement is really important. Um, I wanted to share a few scriptures to help ground us in the word a little bit as we think about the future. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 139 verse 16. It says, um, and I'm reading from the new revised standard version. It says, your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In other words, before I was, before I was even born in your book were written all the days that were formed for me, yet none of them had as yet existed. In other words, they hadn't even happened yet, mm -hmm. but all my days are written in God's book. That's such a comfort to me mm -hmm. because I've been through multiple medical traumas in my life as one group of traumas I've had and it has impacted and shaped my life. And yet I know that all of my days are written in God's book and I'm still here. And he's, I've been near death a few times and I'm still here. So nothing can happen to me that God doesn't allow. He's with me. He comforts me. And all of my days are written in his book. For me, that's been a, a great comfort in my life. That scripture, uh, one that you mentioned earlier was from Matthew six. Um, you know, of thinking about, and we read this on the show two weeks ago of, you know, not worrying about tomorrow, that, that the Lord will take care of us and that we should look for his kingdom first mm -hmm. and, and strive for his kingdom first that, um, you know, we want to not worry about what we will eat or what we will drink or what we will wear, that that's how, how non-Christians think rather as his children, we know that he will take care of us. He will provide for all of our needs. So those are some scriptures that we can use to help comfort, comfort our children. Um, another one I wanted to share was first Peter, first Peter five. Um, we're just, it's a very simple verse, but it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Talk to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Tell him what you're feeling and what you're struggling with. Holy Spirit, one of his names is that he's the comforter. Um, and help your kids do that too. God hasn't promised us that our lives will be pain-free or difficulty-free. Mm -hmm. But he does promise to walk with us in those seasons. 
So we're going to have to help our kids navigate this theologically as well Mm -hmm. of how to think about this. This is a good time to start having, if you haven't already, start having those deeper discussions, some of those apologetically minded discussions with your kids. One of the things that that I think is like a, a physical way to do the casting of your cares is to like, you know, you have like blue tape or duct tape or whatever, make a cross out of it on mm-hmm. your wall. And when those anxious thoughts come up, when, when your child brings up a, you know, this is what I'm worried about, or when you bring up a, this is what I'm worried about, or in family time, what are the things that we want to talk to the Lord about today? Write it down and stick it on the wall, physically cast it so that they get to understand that I get to take this to Jesus and I get to leave it with him. I don't have to take it and then take it back. Take it back. Yeah. You know, so good. I love your creativity with that. Um, Susanna says she was given a list of people to call from her church to do check-ins. That's great. I love that. You Mm -hmm. know, get creative of how you're going to love your neighbor in this time. Um, and even if death takes us as believers, we'll be with Jesus. Our goals will be reached. What greater joy is there for us? Yeah, that's a good eternal perspective. So we hope that this discussion has been helpful to you. Practical. You know, we've tried to include some practical tips from Monique's experience. And, and we hope that you've found this help helpful. You can you can go and find additional resources uh, from psychologists many of them are doing live stream workshops right now about trauma and mental health national childhood goodness gracious i should know these off the (laughs) top of my head we'll make sure to put some links in the in the show notes okay um but like the national center the national center for childhood trauma it's like ntsn (laughs) um but they do a lot of work with i've seen some i've seen Um, some live streams coming i've seen some some psychologists who are bringing forward some information so you know we're not professionals here but we just wanted to offer some some practical wisdom for all of you out there and and as you're interacting in in this very unusual time yeah national child traumatic stress network is what there it is is. um yeah so let's talk also, just say, don't think that, you know, you're alone. Yeah. The entire world is with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not just your community. It's not just your state or your country. The entire world is with you. Yeah. And I think while that's extremely sad that the entire world is going through this, I have never been alive in a time when the entire world is grieving, the entire world is extreme ex- experiencing panic and fear. The entire yeah. world is anxious you know, so it's it's not just you, um, you know, take some solace in, in knowing that the entire world is with you. That's awesome. OK, let should we do something a little more fun? Yeah. Should we change gears here? So last week on the Ask Us Anything episode, uh, someone asked if we had seen the TV series The Chosen. Woo, that thing, that show right there. And then I <laughs> had to confess but I hadn't really talked to Monique about it because of my whole white Jesus fears. Gosh. <laughs> and I just shook my head, y'all. I don't I don't really even know what to say about that. But, you know, I thought she knew me better than that. I was nervous. I didn't know how to have the conversation. I'm human. 
It's all right. No worries. <laughs> no worries. Jesus is not white, nor does he, I, in my personal opinion, sit up in heaven with dreadlocks and a dashiki on. You know, I just, I feel like he, those are like big extremes. Yeah. Maybe somewhere in the middle. So know. this week we watched the first five episodes of The Chosen. Yes. Ooh, so that I wanted- thing blessed me. Look at Nicodemus. Look at Jesus. Go ahead. <laughs> They're fishing. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Eden. There's, you I can go uh, find this the show. website and you can download the app in the app store. So here's how this works. Um, you go download the app mm-hmm. from the app store. So mm-hmm. they have it in Android and, and Apple. And then I think the app is the app vid angel, something like that. Well, you just search for the chosen mm-hmm. in the app store and you download the app. And then when it's on your mobile device, you like beam it to your TV device. So you have to have Apple TV or Roku or you a have Fire to have a Stick. smart device. You have to have some kind of smart device. If you don't, you're going to be watching it from your Kindle or your telephone. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But it's worth watching from your Kindle or your now, telephone. Now, you can watch the first episode on YouTube, I believe. And if you have an uh, iPad, you could just watch it on there, too. So yeah. So that makes it easy. So if we've been watching it on our big screen because we have an Amazon Fire Stick. And so Bob beams it from his phone to the Fire Stick. Now, don't be all crazy with your microphone there. Sorry. All right. All right, I'm looking at Jeremy's coming. Looking at Jeremy's coming. This has been a grim show. Oh no! That's what I was. I was literally typing. Oh no! That wasn't our intention at all. Oh, oh, oh! I thought he was talking about um the chosen. Are you talking about us? He's talking about our show. Womp womp. (laughs) Oh gosh! All right, it's gonna get better, (laughs) Jeremy. Or, it's you gonna, know, it's going to or not, but it's going to get better. All right. So the uh, does it work on Android TVs? Well, I would imagine yeah. it would. Yeah. Yeah. If you have like a Samsung. Just download Android. the app. Yeah. Just type for search the chosen, download it and follow the instructions. So we've watched the first five of eight episodes. And is there the, a season two? Yeah. Well, they're fundraising right now for season two. So what it is, is it's not a movie. No, it's a TV series. That's awesome. And so it's trying to be a multi-season TV series. So they they financed it through crowdfunding, mm-hmm. like a GoFundMe type of yeah. thing. And so they have the first season up. And I have to say, because I have a little bit of a production background. It's pretty good. It's, it's it, really good. It's, it's not cheesy. This is not like. The, uh, the the film we showed last week, uh, Thief in the Night. This is not that. It's not a cheesy left behind movie. All right, Bob, what? turn on your camera so they could see you. Right, you said switching to me. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so what makes it good? What makes it good is just the acting and and the writing is just yeah. so well done. Normally with Christian films, they just get these subpar actors, but every single actor. Solid. It's just knocks it out of the park. Even even uh, Matthew, the guy Matthew. Yeah, he's got yeah. these little subtleties in his character. He's it's, neurotic. It, it's it just like comes through, and and the writing is is something. This is like something you would see, like on a, a network se- series. Yes, and stuff. It's that is that good. Yeah, I mean it's 
it's really good. Like it doesn't have big name actors in it. No, I've never act- heard of these people. But the acting is solid. It's really good. Yeah. From the kids all the way up to Jesus. Yeah, they had this one episode where Jesus was interacting with children. And he, even the child actors were really good. They were. And it's well written. It's not cheesy. They even have good music. Yeah. Great family viewing. Go watch it as a family. Like, yes. Like there's some quality quarantine viewing yes yes although that last episode had a lot of alcohol and drinking in it i don't know <laughs> he turned the water into wine people it was a wedding <laughs> yes jewish wedding it's a lot of alcohol um so it's right now they're covering the very early days of jesus's ministry mm-hmm. uh he's calling his disciples the wedding at cana and nicodemus plays uh yeah, yeah nicodemus plays a prominent role mary magdalene plays a prominent role I love how they're weaving together a wider story. I mean, there, you know, there's some, we might call it creative license there, but they're weaving it together in a way that I haven't thought about before. I was like, but there's nothing contra- contradicting scripture. Mm-hmm. It's just creating a, a bigger story. Yeah. Super well done. They're fundraising right now for season two. I hope that they get that. I think they have planned eight seasons. Oh, so yes. I really hope it happens. Um, it's that's some quality. Uh, it's good stuff. Quality art there. So go support the art. It's really good. So, okay. Are we ready to do the memes or should we go over to the comments? Are they giving us a hard time about the, the show? Only Jeremy. Oh, goodness. no, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, no, everybody's super supportive. They're telling Jeremy to stay in his house. <laughs> Ask Jeremy those STEM questions. Oh, my goodness. No, no, no. All right. Jeremy, so, thank for, for what today? <laughs> uh, we love we, you, Jeremy. We do love Jeremy. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we got some memes since we've been trapped in the house. And part of coping with the trauma is a sense of humor. Yes. And these memes have been amazing. I really There's appreciate There's some, some pretty amazing coronavirus memes out there. So Monique's going to go through a few of them here. Okay. And not in any particular order, I don't believe. <laughs> in they the are. order that they got sent to Bob. Yes. Just in the order. <laughs> All right. All right. What's the first one? Oh, <laughs> I think my hand sanitizer is a bit too strong. This This almost took me out, you guys. This, that's a chicken foot, just in case you didn't know. That was sent from your friend in South Africa. Yes. That this here, when you are waiting for three hours in the line at Costco and that comes through your WhatsApp, it will bless you every time. That was great. Yes. Next one. one? Yes. When you have to leave your family because you're from the essential employee district. That is me. Yes. When I used to have to walk out the door to go to work, I was like, I am a tribute. (laughs) Yes. I volunteer. That would be me. Next one. Hey, Debbie, it's me, the Lord. Listen, you need to stop telling Facebook that your health is in my hands. You're going to have to wash your hands in quarantine with everyone else. Okay. (laughs) Yes. We do believe in Jesus and we know that he has a plan. And yet we also use wisdom. Wash those hands. Be sober minded. Yes. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Keep people. going. All right. OMG, he <laughs> went to Charmin. <laughs> it was cute. 
Leaving on the edge. Congratulations to everyone that completed the second month of 2020. In total, you <laughs> survived World War III threats, a worldwide killer virus outbreak, climate change, brush fires, Yummy by Justin Bieber, <laughs> volcanic eruptions, and here we go again. Yes. Oh, my goodness. All right. Pre-corona chokehold, post-corona with safe social distancing. Yes. 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 Star Wars does it again. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay, this one here. Because no, I see now that you don't have to go out to work, nobody needs to put on their wigs or <laughs> eyelashes. Everybody just walking around in the natural. So the dog is like, girl, I almost bit you. Where are your wig? Where's your wig, eyelashes, and makeup? He thought she was an intruder. <laughs> that thing, that almost that one literally almost took me out. I was like, I can't even. Okay, next one. Team, team meetings. meetings this week gonna be like Brady Bunch. Yes, that's what I call Zoom on the yes. gallery view. I call it the Brady Bunch view. Yes, yeah, I totally get that one. Um, so how did all the Earthlings die? They used so much toilet paper they wiped themselves out. <laughs> yes, this is a dad joke. Okay, next one. <laughs> I had my nails done. <laughs> I know. Maybe I'm the only one who finds these funny. I really, I highly enjoy these. Yes. Next. Oh gosh. I need to practice social distancing from the refrigerator. That's right. Yes. I mentioned that earlier. Yes, because I'm in there all the time. People, I'm getting the coronavirus. Wait. Okay. Layton, I took this one personally. And I called Karina, if you're watching, you know I called you. Ladies, check on your sister-in-laws. They are stuck at home with your brothers. They are not okay. And when I checked on Karina, she was not okay. She's there with your brother and the boys. Yes. my. <laughs> they have three boys. 13, 11, and 8. And, and then she, my brother. And then she's in this tiny house with all of them. Yeah. I'd be throwing them out. Yeah. Go outside and play. Yeah, and she don't want them to get the coronas. But she like, you know what? I might just take a chance on it. All right, next one. Never in the history of the church. How are we all on the sick and shut in list? Now, if you don't know what the sick and shut in list is. I don't know what that is. Oh, goodness is gracious. Is this black humor? This is. Black church humor? This one is. All right. So when you're in black church, I'd say 99% of them, um, during the announcements and prayer time, someone is going to pray for Sister Devona, um, Uncle Cleophas, and all them because they on the sick and shut in list and they can't get to church. Oh. So we. So are, they watch the live stream. Everybody no. Watching the live no. Every, well, at, the, at the black church, they're the shut ins are watching the live stream. Yeah, they'll be watching the live stream if they have a TV and or internet and cable. Um, <laughs> But right now, currently, we all are at home, so we are all on the sick and shut in list. That that was that was a good one. Okay, keep going. Dear, I loved this one. <laughs> Dear potential looters, I wouldn't. Sincerely, the armed dads stuck in their homes for three weeks, being forced to watch their kids make TikTok dance videos <laughs> while their four hundred one k's plummet. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I thought you know. Let me tell you a, a Corona story. <laughs> Here I am at work. Part of the reason why I had to go home. Here I am at work and a client comes in. And I said, just a minute. 
and I would, you know, help her. In the just a minute time of about two minutes, it was just a minute or a couple. She had gone through the paper in my copier. <laughs> what? I had gone through my cabinets and took out hand sanitizer. What? Yes. Had gotten books for the kids out of our library. And I said, ma'am, what are you doing? <laughs> Excuse me. She said, well, my kids are home from school now and they need things to do. And I said, but ma'am, we can't. I, I need that copy paper. She said, but my kids need to write. And I was like, you know what? I don't really know what to tell you. But yes, yes, I guess we have to sharing is caring. But I also thought this could be looting. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. The, uh, homeless resource center. I was like, ma'am, no, <laughs> no. Okay, next one. Coming out of quarantine, like, yes. <laughs> those eyebrows. It's real. Look at those roots. Look at those eyelashes. You know, when all your eyelashes then fall off, falling off. Okay, next one. We were talking about the rapture last week <laughs> or earlier this at yeah. some point. Toilet paper rapture on aisle nine. No more toilet paper. It is all gone. But I will say, we, we went left. to three or four stores this week. The, the shelves were stocked pretty well. Yes. And Not with toilet paper necessarily, but with a lot of other things. Yeah. And we did get toilet paper at Costco, but mm-hmm. we did have to wait in the line for three hours to be near the front. Yes. And it was worth it. it. Yes. Okay. Next one. Perceptions of homeschool moms last week. Oh my gosh. Perceptions of homeschool moms <laughs> now. Yes. Okay. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everybody <laughs> is like, wait, you deal with my kid all, all week, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. Family devastated when pet chews up life savings. <laughs> yes, there it is. Oh, it's real. This one here. I still watch it just so I can laugh. It's it just it's me. Every time I feel a little tingle in my throat. That's you, Mona? <laughs> it's so real. Every time. If I have a, a little, <clears throat> excuse me, something like that. I wonder if I'm going down. <laughs> it is. But look at that. That's the face I make. I love this. It is my favorite because it's fear and like panic. Like, oh, is that you, Rona? <laughs> yeah. I can just, I can imagine him saying this. Like, that's you, Rona? No. Rona? Yeah. Next one. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah, let's talk about my lack of haircut situation. <laughs> I'm going to be like that in a few weeks. Yep. It's just going to get bushier and bushier. Just watch. That's a problem. Yeah. Next one. I used to spin that toilet paper roll like it was the will of fortune. Now I turn it like I'm trying to crack a safe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Slowly. Steadily. <laughs> yes. Never thought you'd count squares before. Be like this little piggy. And then I had to say the whole thing in my head. This little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed home. Stay home. Stay home. Yes. Yes. The sooner everybody stays home, the sooner this will be over. Next. (laughs) Because I don't believe in horoscopes, I thought that this was hilarious. You'll be spending time at home in everybody's horoscope. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. You'll be spending time at home. You'll be spending time at home. Aquarius, you'll be spending time at home. Yes. 
whoa, this is a lot of days in a row to have to make dinner. That is my current life. This is a lot of days in a row. I'm so glad for Abby who made dinner tonight. All right. Alexa, homeschool the children. <laughs> okay, I like that one. Yep. That's pretty good. Uh-huh. I, I call it homeschool. Are there more? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. I still haven't decided where to go for Easter. Debating between the bedroom or the living room. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this was us. Yes. Going to the store. Do you want anything? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's pretty close to us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, this one. <laughs> when your hair salon is closed... But your dog rumor has a cancellation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. People, these memes are the best. Well, let's first have a, let's talk about the word meme. How you say it. Well, I've been approached by some people who call it a mem. (laughs) Or a meme. A meme. What's what's the spelling? M-E-M-E, meme. The last E makes the the second E very long. Okay. Meme. Meme. Not Mimi. Not Mimi. There's no dash, so it wouldn't be Mimi. <laughs> it would just be meme. Okay. Yes. These are things sure. I learned in English, and I look over to others to verify. Okay. But I do believe. The English major is right behind me. Yes. Another one. Saw my neighbor Tammy out early this morning scraping the My Kid is a Terrific Student sticker off her minivan. <laughs> Guess that first week of homeschooling didn't go so well. Yes. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Te- homeschool moms are now like, bam, superstar. I saw one earlier this week where it said that uh, the house, how's school going this week? Uh, two of the school, two of the students are suspended for fighting and the teacher was suspended for drinking on the job. <laughs> yeah. And you sent oh. me this one, Monique. I don't know what this is about. Oh, look at that. Okay, can you hear the sound? Okay, so you have to play it with the sound. Start it again. There it is. <laughs> is that you, Rona? Is that you, Rona? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I promise you, that's the way I look at people when they start coughing. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, that thing. Yes, you just got to look. Yesterday we were at Costco and this guy came over and sat down next to me. And I had to very nice, it wasn't a check, but I had to very nicely ask him if he could please maintain his six feet social distance. I might have said it like, please, don't you remember? Get out. No, no, no. I didn't say that. I didn't. Don't put it's it past me, but I didn't say it. Now, wait, this one I forgot to send over to have on the show today. Um, I hope the weather is good tomorrow for my trip to Porto Backyarda. I'm getting tired of Los living room. <laughs> ah, ah, okay. Let's All see. Right. Oh, people like the memes. Yeah. Nikki said she's gonna pee her pants. Yes. Jeremy, are these are these better? Are we lightening up the, the mood are, for are, you? Are here? we doing better, Jeremy? Are we, are, yes. <laughs> um All right. I think that's it. I, Krista, that's... I bet Monique keeps you in stitches. I don't really think I'm that funny personally. <laughs> but oh, ah. 
She let's just say that since Monique has come, she's added a lot of laughter and joy to our home. And we love that. Oh, tears. Thanks. <laughs> yes. You know what? If you can't laugh, what you gonna do? That's right. What you gonna do? All right, my friends. I think that's a wrap for this episode of All the Things. I want to encourage you to go check out our website and our get connected with us. You can subscribe to the show notes there and be sure to share the show. If you know someone who will enjoy our content, be sure to share the show with them and um, you can uh, help us out by liking, sharing, commenting, all of those things help our algorithms. So we do appreciate all of your support. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks, Jeremy. He said it was better. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank good. you. We, you know, we're thank trying. You. We're trying. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. God bless.